spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin' Review, made by the fans for the fans. Rage interview post game. Matt Miguez, Jerry Abair, Josh Jagno, as Louisiana figures out a way to hang on and beat Georgia State at home 21 to 17. It was a very sloppy three and a half quarters. But again, we, we, we always say it, good teams find a way to get it done. And uh, that's exactly what Billy Napier and his team did tonight. Montreal Johnson has another monstrous performance. Uh, two touchdowns, nearly 100 yards rushing. Like I said, as the Cajuns come away 21-17 to over the Panthers. Jerry, Josh... I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, I, I don't sound very happy. It's because I'm not happy. Um, I, I think that we're, we're just going to jump right into this. I think decision-making by the coaching staff was putrid. Brutal, terrible, awful. Um, we can start with some of those words. I, I think that execution... Uh, I- by our offensive line was abysmal. And so, I just think overall we made poor decisions all night long. All right, here's, here's how we're going to do this, okay? I'm going to be the, you know, I try to be the level-headed guy. I'm going to sunshine pump a little bit, and I'm going to throw a softball no, for Josh. No, right in it, we're, we're not, we are not going to sunshine yes, pump. Yes, no, I like the plan. I like the plan. No, no. Here, here's what I'm not. No, and, and, and look, I'm not going to sunshine pump and say that was great because you know what? Here's the thing with me. I'm going to get the good stuff out the way. We're eight and one. We we clinched the West for the fourth straight year in a row. We 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 dotted down a date with with the championship game on December fourth, whether it's here or anywhere else. But we got that done. We found a way to win. Uh, I thought in the last quarter. The, the the team decided to wake up once the fourth quarter hit and was like, all right, time to play football. I mean, it took them three quarters to, to take a nap, but they finally woke up. But here's here's the negative that, and, and I'm I'm gonna okay. So that that's the good, that's the small ounce of goodness I'm gonna give. I feel like being a Cajuns fan, you just need a cardiologist, as if we already need a cardiologist in the Acadiana area with the food we eat. It's just like we need a cardiologist to be a Cajuns fan because. You know, we, we can't make it easy on ourselves. Uh, first half, I thought the play calling was atrocious offensively. I thought it was predictable. Georgia State's front seven dominated us at the line of scrimmage. I mean, usually we are the ones who dominate the line of scrimmage. I thought Georgia State did for the most part until we warmed down in the last quarter. But uh, defensively, we did everything we could. I thought we left too many um, – we left too many uh, – I think we let, them, we let them convert on third down one too many times. But – you know, offensively, man, it, it just goes back to the basics. We're not, we're not executing. Uh, I think, like I said, the play calling was atrocious early on. Um, you know, once again, we run these design plays that don't work. Uh, we left quite a few points off the board trying to take risks. Um, running game was, was terrible. 
And uh, Levi looked uncomfortable in many, 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 many times. So uh, I just thought that, um, you know, the first three quarters looked like a, a, night, a nightmare. And I thought in the last quarter we decided, okay, well, we are the number 24 team in the nation. Let's go show the country that, you know, this is what Raging Cajun football, all, football is all about. But you know what? It's time to play a full game. It's time to play four full quarters. Right now, man, we got three games left, including the championship and the bowl game. If we want to win a conference championship, we got to clean this stuff up. And, and, you know, this could not have come at a better time, nine-day break before Troy. But we better wake up because, look, Troy, Liberty, ULM, even though perception-wise those teams don't sound too great, they're no different than the team we face tonight. So take this nine-day break to regroup and get back to work. And I know, I know Billy and his staff will do that because if we don't, going on the road, we're not going to get away with this win. We're going to be coming back to Lafayette with an 8-2 record. All right, Josh. There's my softball. Now hit it out the park. I, I love, I love, I love how fired up you are. I love it because look, if anybody, anybody who listens to us on a regular basis knows that Jerry is the level-headed one, and they know that I'm kind of the passionate one. So I appreciate you setting me up. Here's the deal: we might be the 24th ranked team in the AP poll. We have no business being the 24th ranked team playing like this because we have yet. Well, outside of at State at home a few weeks ago. We have not played a full game, and that's the truth. People don't want to hear that. That's the truth. Before I get too far into my rant, here's the deal. I have bet a lot of games for a lot of years. We were the victim of Vegas tonight. We got hosed all night long, offense, defense. We even got a penalty on an on assistant coach. We had kids being pushed all over the field, no call on Jordan State. But we celebrated by throwing the football up in the air on a touchdown. No, excuse me, it was a point after attempt. And they called unsportsmanlike on the Cajuns. We were, listen, this is what it looks like when you put a unit on a team and Vegas controls the rest. That's what happened. A lot of people are not going to believe that, but that's the truth. There's some out there that bet the games, but look, I'm telling you, that's what happened tonight. Outside of that, like Jerry said, offensively, the coaching staff, I don't know if they just don't respect teams in our league that are not necessarily at the top, you know, top half, top quarter of, 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 of record or on the west or i don't know I don't, I don't know but we do not ever show up offensively against these teams in the southwest uh, in the Sunbelt conference on the west side never we've done it all year we have not been the same team against uh what we would perceive to be as weaker opponents as we do against teams that are on our level or above that's true uh look levi was terrible quarterback play was awful tonight you can say what you want he failed Somebody, the wind was into his face in the second and fourth quarter, I believe, or maybe it was the first and third. And that's that's uh, maybe you can make that that argument. At the same time, why the hell are we calling five step drop deep passes when we know the wind's into it? That is on Billy. That is on the offensive coaching staff. The offensive line played like dog shit for three quarters. Who? What kind of excuse do you have for that? Defensive line, look, dude, the defense was incredible for two and a half quarters. Second half, they got blown off of the football. When it mattered most, they got blown off of the football. Were they tired? Maybe. I don't know what it was, but uh, number 26 for Georgia State, he just rolled over and got five yards every time he touched the ball. Uh, That's a problem at home, okay? I mean, this was on national television. This, this This was an opportunity to show, hey, you didn't put us in the college football playoff. We're supposed to be the number 24 team in the country. 
Well, guess what? They're probably going to drop us out of the AP after that. That I mean, really, honestly, a disgraceful performance for three and a half quarters. I mean, look, we've said it here before. There is something to be said about a team that knows how to win games late and in close situations. This team can do that. And when it mattered, I guess we did pull out some, some plays and we made some plays. And even Levi made some heady plays down the stretch. But you've got Tyron Lacey, your best wide receiver, dropping touchdown pass. you got Chris Smith falling down all over the football field. you got what is, in my opinion, our best unit, offensive line, totally dominating for three and a half, two and a half quarters. This was one of those performances where, look, outside of the awful refereeing, it's very difficult to even make an argument about being in the top 25. Josh, what, what Kyron Lacey touchdown ball are you referring to? The slant. Middle, it was right middle in the, of the second half, he threw a, a middle deep post. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, was, that, was in the, that was in the second quarter. It was a design play. He ran yeah, inside. He ran ran inside the defender, basically on a very slight slant route, about 20 yards up the field. Levi put it on the money, bounced yep. right off of his hands. I, thought, hey, my, I my thought, bad, Matt. I said second half. I meant second quarter. I was sitting next to Wayne. We dissected the play together. I said, look, Kyron has a mismatch. He's got a strong safety on him. He's got no help over the top. He's going to be open in the middle if, if he's there. Levi sees it, diagnoses it, hits him in stride. He drops the ball. I thought I mean, you were talking. Look, Levi was bad. Levi was bad, but he had some guys drop some footballs tonight. He did. Oh, 100%. Kyron Lacey dropped two for sure. Um, Easy ones, too. Easy ones. But the play that I thought you were referring to was the one where Lacey was running down the sideline and Levi overthrew him. The out. Well, no, no. The out, he underthrew him, but he still should have caught the football. Well, you no, know, no, you no, know no, no, no. Not, not the out route. The go route that down the sideline that if Kyron would have caught it, He'd have walked into the end zone, but Levi overthrew him by a couple yeah. yards. Well, on the north end zone, he released that football too late, and I even said that in the stands. I said, look, you got to throw that ball on the pump. As soon as you pump, you let it go. And he didn't do it, but I will give credit to Georgia State. On that play, that free safety, that free safety still had tight coverage. So even if he makes a play on the ball, he probably gets tackled there. Still, you got to release the ball quicker. I'm not even going to really harp on that for Levi. It, it was a tough night. That wasn't one of the things I'm going to harp on. Well, here's here's my issue with the receiving core. Look, the receivers want the ball. If they want the ball, you got to catch, man. You know, you want your opportunity. Look, we run a balanced offense. We don't really – I know we're not sexy, okay? Let, let's just get that out the way. Our offense isn't sexy. It, it's just not. But when you get opportunities, like as the receiving core does, and you want the ball, and you complain about not getting the ball or vice versa, and, and you want your time to shine, you got to catch, man. I don't care who you are, if you're lazy or whoever – you got to catch the ball. And I just feel like tonight our receivers had some opportunities. Look, what's crazy is the receiver that's been dropping passes for, you know, he's had an offseason with Peter LeBlanc. He caught everything. He was, he, he showed he's up. He, the showed one. Up. he kept us in the game all night. Peter, I mean, really, when you think about it, Peter he, looked, he had his best game this year. Peter looked healthy for the first time this season. He did. And he, and he made his shows. But, but, you know, I think, I think, you know, Josh, going back to your point about the defense. Um, you know, by that last quarter, you're talking about uh, Tucker Gregg, number 26. Now, that's the guy that pulled off that 50-something yard run against Auburn, that touchdown run uh, at Auburn. You know, I kind of knew he was going to be good coming in. Uh, but at the same time, my, what, what, what I had a problem with, that, that last touchdown that Georgia State scored, I front seven. And, and really, the touchdown drive before 
the 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 defense, we, we had about a seven or eight yard, a seven, eight minute touchdown drive. And our defense, I don't know if it was because they were worn out or what, but man, Georgia, Georgia State, I think might have passed the ball one time that entire drive and just gutted us up the middle. And we were, and look, one of my friends who happens to be a defensive line coach was texting me watching the game. He said, and I told him, I said, well, we're tired. He goes, no, that, we're misaligned. That we're touchdown drive? Whoa, 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 hold on. Not only were we misaligned, we were taking horrible angles. Look, y'all know I love Percy Butler. I think he's an All-American. I've been saying that since he signed here. I had to look over and ask people around me, is Percy hurt? Do you think he has a shoulder injury? Because he was trying to arm tackle the entire drive down the field on that particular drive. And he never does that. He lives to blow somebody up. Let me let me let me tell you something about that drive because I I watched the second half from home because I'm a pansy and I couldn't take the cold. But um that that touchdown drive for Georgia State, they ran the ball every single play. Did not throw the ball gutted one us. time. Gutted us. They gutted us on that drive. It, it was, was a, it was a six, it was a 16 play, it was a 16 play drive and they ran the ball every time. Miss the line. That's that's what I was told. And, and they, I, and and a, they had their way with our front seven. Miss the line. And, 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 and let's not take away from Georgia State. Okay, they came in with a game plan. They executed. This team should have beaten Auburn. They got hosed on a late call. Uh, it got really got the victory stolen from them. They've been playing well. They're on a three-game winning streak. I mean, this is no bum team. Three and, 13 and a half point spread was a joke anyway. But Look, man, you with a defense like we have at home in the second half, you can't give up a drive like that. You gotta make them beat you, and we didn't do that. We stopped tackling. We stopped being aggressive. And look, if, if we're misaligned, well, shit, we need to look at what the hell we were doing on the sideline. That that can't happen. I'm gonna that tell can't you, this is Georgia State. I'm going to tell you right now, if we have any type of a performance like this next Saturday Troy's going to eat us for breakfast uh, well, I'm not looking ahead to Troy just yet I think that quarterback is no good I think they play good defense um, so so you know it's always a challenge when you play a team that can play defense I don't like Watson at all but specific to tonight very troubling that Levi look man he was great for App State in the first half since then, I don't know if you have his numbers in front of you. It's not been pretty. And, and there was a point in that game where it looked like he had been hurt. Uh, he, he kept the ball. This was after he kept the ball for like a nine-yard gain on a, on a third down. He stiff on the guy. Uh, it was on the very next series where he kind of came off the field and he was limping a little bit. I don't know if that, that made him a little bit less mobile. I don't know what happened there. Levi. But, yeah. Levi was, it was 19. Bad, man. It was bad. 1934, 287 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Yowzer. The interception was brutal. It's, he had Jefferson wide open. He, that, so many times we had big plays down the field. You know, Jerry texted me on, on one of the plays, and I was watching Neil Johnson too, right when you text. Neil Johnson was just walking in the middle of the field, and he misses him. He throws it out of bounds on a fourth down play. God, that was uh, why awful. the hell are we not taking the points four minutes into the game on the first drive of the game? Look, I know Nate is not necessarily the most reliable kicker, but if you can't make a 28-yard field goal, dude, you got way bigger problems, okay? 
we got to take points there. You got to take points there. Uh, and then we did it twice and we ran the same play, third and fourth down, the little, the little fake zone read and then roll out to his left, uh, to Levi's left. Nobody was open the first time. Nobody was open the second time. I don't know what the hell was going on offensively tonight. But that's that's what I mean by the play calling. Look, I'm not a coach, but I know it's just even as a fan who watches, who understands the game enough, you kind of see it. You kind of see the fact that sometimes these play calls, you know what's coming. You know the way, by the way we line up. You know by the way we motion. Because that's thing, a thing about our offense. It's not sexy. It's not too complex. We, we do a lot of motions, and we're good at, we're good at disguises, right, uh, in the formations as well as uh, with certain skill players, how they line up. But, you know, the thing is with that rollout, it really it, – it's very rare that it works unless a lot of times if one of the guys in the front seven from the edge comes out where you had that one play where Neil Johnson was wide open in the flat on that, uh, that second touchdown drive. You know, most of the time when you, when you have a defense playing zone or you're, you're in scoring territory, they're going to they're gonna know what's coming. And so they're going to play that zone. And so that's why most of the time Levi ends up throwing it out of bounds. Well, it's um, always but the I, same two options. you got the, you got the back out of the flat. And then you have a very shallow out route for a tight end. And maybe sometimes they'll pull a receiver from the wheel side and come across. But now, by the time that the play develops, somebody's bearing down on Levi. And he can't make a quick decision like that unless somebody's wide-ass open. How many times are we going to run that play? Well, I'll say this towards the end of the game, and this is where I'll see a little more on the positive side. I thought the offensive line woke up in the fourth quarter. Montreal Johnson. True freshman. I know I keep saying that. True freshman. That kid's got a future. He's going to be a stud. And I mean, he already is a stud. But to see the way he was able to uh, take advantage of the offensive line's adjustments in that last quarter, those two touchdowns he scored, thing of beauty. Um, I was kind of curious about Chris Smith tonight. He really didn't. I, I don't know. What, what, what was up with him? He really didn't get as many carries. I didn't think he really had a good night overall. Nobody had a good night. Short- it looked like he had the short spikes on because he fell down three or four times, man. Look, we missed Monty Bailey. There ain't no doubt about it. And we're going to miss him because hey, he had surgery this week. So yeah. we didn't have that middle back, that shifty back. We have a home run hitter, and we have a guy that's going to get you three, four yards and a cloud of dust. I, I agree that Montreal's got a ton of upside, and I really like him. Montreal needs to make a decision, stick his foot in the ground, and hit the hole. Tonight, he danced too much for me. you got to hit the hole, man. He's got to learn that. and and. Chris Smith, he's looking to hit the home run so many times that he outsmarts himself. Yes, he had an okay night. I know he got a few good, you know, decent runs. But overall, I would have liked to see Terrence Williams get a couple of, of carries. We didn't see him very much. And and I think we're really going to miss Monty, dude. I really do. I think that he adds an element that people don't realize. If your name wasn't Peter LeBlanc, you didn't have a good night tonight. Nah, I look, I'm going to respectfully disagree with that. I thought Montreal Williams had a good night. I, I got it. I'm going to give him the credit where it's due. He stepped up when it mattered. Mon- I think Mon- he, got, Mon- he got tough yards. And Mon- he Montreal had those. a good, Montreal had a good fourth quarter. He did but, not have a good you know night. What, but, well, okay. Okay. I, I see where you're going there. I see where you're going there. But Peter you know LeBlanc what, had Matt, a good Matt, game. Matt, Matt. Jerry's going to cover for the De La Salle, dude. Come on, man. You know that. <laughs> hey, look, man. De La Salle was one time a Jesuit arch rival, so I don't know if I wouldn't go that far. But I'll say this. You know, look, when, when you got – look, it's, I'm gonna tell, I'll, I'll give him this. It took a true freshman to step up and get our offense going. And that, now, now that is scary to me. That is concerning. Um, you know, it took a true freshman for our offense to get going. And, and, and look. We man, we, we can't go to Troy and Liberty on the road and, and have three quarters of, of bad football. We can't do it. I mean, we're going to be coming back 
with, with a shirt. I mean, and, and look, it's great we clinched the West, but now the goal is we want that championship game in, in, in Cajun Field on December 4th. You got to play a lot better than that in the next three games if you want that to happen. The West was going to happen. The West was going to be one regardless. We had a three-game lead. Yeah, but you know what? I want that game. Yeah, but you got to stay undefeated to be able to host. That's right. You got you got to you got to get that game at Cajun Field and and playing like we did tonight. You're going to slip up at least one of those games in those. uh, Well, granted, Liberty doesn't count, but but at least against. against uh, you know ULM and, and 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 Troy, you do not want to slip up against them if you want to host on December fourth. Horrible. No, because ULM too. they have a they have a grind that act to grind. But look, what what was weird to me is that you come out in the first quarter and it was obvious what the game plan was. You're gonna hit them wide. You're gonna hit them wide. You're gonna try to hit them over the top. It was like we totally abandoned that in the second quarter and just tried to shove it up the middle. Shove it up the middle. Wasn't working. Wasn't working. We're gonna roll Levi out. That wasn't working. The edge, I, I will give a ton of credit to Georgia State. They set the edge all night long, even in the fourth quarter. They set the edge. We could not get the edge after the first quarter. That was surprising to me. They looked very athletic. They looked more athletic than we were for a that, that's, that that's because they were, man. Look, Georgia State. They were fast. The, the, they were quick around the edges. The open field tackles, fundamentally, their tackling was on point for the most part. Very impressed. Um, I mean, it looked like our defense, like that. It looked like our defense wearing blue and white. Okay, but um, I think I think now uh, again, you know, look, we won the game. I'm happy about that. I still think we need. We have nine days. We got. We have to turn some some things around these next two games. Look, Liberty right now. I know everybody says ULM beat them, but look, they've embarrassed some teams as well. And and we got to go to their place and Troy. Troy's very much like Georgia State. You don't know what you're going to get with them. They have all the potential in the world. Sometimes they'll slip up like they did in Monroe. But you cannot play like you did tonight if you want to win in Troy, Alabama. Like you said, Matt, it's, it's going to get ugly if, if, if we play like this. But, you know, I just hope that – I just hope, you know, we had a five-day turnaround. I just hope this nine-day nine break can at least get us, get us back in order because now, dude, it only gets harder from here. It, it really does. It only gets harder from here if you want to win that championship game. Also wanted to comment, attendance tonight, 16,007. What do you guys think about that? Fucking putrid. What do you think? Terrible. I mean, look, I know it's Thursday. I know it's cold. I know everybody's got school on tomorrow and work and whatever. I, you we got to do better than that. I mean, that's coastal numbers. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm disappointed, too. I wasn't pleased with it. I thought that it could have been a lot better. I understand it's cold. I understand we just had a game the other day, but you don't go from twenty nine thousand to sixteen thousand, especially when you crack the top twenty five. I mean, we're hey, the Jerry, number twenty four. I, I will say this: the people that showed up were energetic, loud, and engaged. Absolutely. So I will say that. Hey. I, I will say that. <laughs> I will numbers. My, numbers have got to be better. I will tip my hat off to the fans that 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 were there tonight. I mean, they brought the. We, I mean, look, everybody brought the energy. Um, I thought that it was very energetic for the crowd that was there. But look, Cajun Nation, look, man, we, this, we, I understand. Like I said, these wins aren't sexy. We're not a sexy team as far as like style points, right? And that's the one. Look, that's the one thing we lack. That's the one thing we're upset about tonight is we didn't win with style points. You know, we we had the chance to be on national TV, and now all the national pundits are going, "Oh my God, is UL about to get upset?" Well, we didn't, thankfully. But then. I mean, we, we got to win with style points, man. I mean, it, you know, people like sexy. I hate to say it. You know, that's the society, the microwave society we live in today. We're not showing it. And, um, look, I just think, again, tonight, uh, I'm glad we got the win. Got to improve on the field. And, 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 and all this 
uh, win by one point, it's still a win. But at the same time, I don't want to have to call my cardiologist every game because I'm about to have a heart attack because this team is such a roller coaster ride. And dude, we gotta stop with the sunshine pumping. If I read, Matt, if Matt I social media again, if I read one more comment on social media, oh, just win! Oh, yay! You know, Sun Belt West champs. That's the damn expectation. Matt, Matt, listen, you gotta, you gotta accept, you gotta accept something, okay? I had to accept this a long time, a long time ago. It's like, you know, it's like the other, the, the, the seven out of ten that's in the, the pageant and she realizes, oh, I'm not as pretty as the other girls. This is what you gotta understand, all right? Most of our fans are kind of stupid. They just are. They have never, they don't, they don't know what it looks like to win. They don't know what a winning program looks like. They don't know what a winning culture looks like. They don't really know what the hell they're looking at on the football field. We don't have a ton of knowledgeable fans watching these games. All the, all the listeners of Rage and Review, very smart and very educated, they all know what the hell they're looking at. Not talking about you guys. But most of the people that watch our games, kind of dumb, okay? Don't read social media and listen to the boomers and the 80-year-olds that have been watching since the SLI days that think because we can run, you know, they think the wing tee is good football. Don't worry about that. That's a, they're, they, are, they are useless, all right? Just ignore that shit. This is what you got to pay attention to. We beat the refs tonight. We beat Vegas tonight. We beat ESPN tonight. We beat no crowd tonight. We beat the weather tonight. And we beat a pretty decent football team. I know they're four and four, and I know they got some ugly losses, but they can play. They should. Hey, look, they had a three-game win streak coming in. They were hot, so I was a little nervous about that. I said that in the preview. And they were athletic. They were athletic, and they made plays. You can't take that away from them. Now we got hoes, like I said, and I thought we played like dog shit. I thought we coached like dog shit. I thought Billy was horrible tonight. I thought offensive game planning was horrible tonight. I didn't think that we were motivated to play this football game. The players didn't look like they were into the game until halfway through the third quarter when it was 10-zip. You know, none of that has anything to do with Georgia State or anything else that I, I named. You know, winning football goes a lot further than just what's on the scoreboard and just what you see, like, play in and play out. But this, this you know, we, we, we got to figure out a lot of shit that we're looking at right now because, man, if it takes being down to an a inferior team to get excited or it takes an app state coming to town or it takes getting ranked, we got bigger problems. This is not, that's, not a, that's not a successful culture. Our culture is supposed to be everything we're about, right? Culture is showing up every day and doing your job. Well, man, that was a struggle tonight. Well, I think, I think, and Matt, I'll add on to what Josh said as well, and I'll agree with you to an extent where you said that, you know, we do have standards, but you got to understand too. And look, I'm saying this as someone who came from the 1990s watching the one in 10 teams. There is a culture shift going on as we speak. And I think what's happening is, is you're starting to see fans that come from those days and a lot of them appreciate where we've come because look, oh yeah, I was there when we lost to those teams. I said it in, in my man, I tell you what segment last week about homecoming about it's okay to fall. Look, we fall in love with the pack. We love the memory, right? We love the days of Brian Mitchell. We love the days of Roy Henry. But back then, the Cajuns never went to a bowl game. The Cajuns were never ranked in the top 25. And then all of a sudden, after those days, you go into the doldrums of the dark ages where they, were, they went 9-46 and 46 for those four years. 
And now you get that, you know, you get the HUD years, for, you get the buckle years where you, you know, you get bowl eligible, you win your six games, then you go through the HUD years where you finally get to a bowl game, you win a bowl game, you're in contention for a conference title. So, and then you go through those, those two years of just kind of like mediocrity and then Billy comes in and Billy, Billy has taken us like to the stratosphere where we've never been before. I think what we're seeing now is a cultural shift amongst our fan base because our fans, I feel like our fans right now, it's almost one of those things where it's like, we ha- yes, we want standards, but yet we're tr- sometimes you have to kind of get away from the past and go, okay, yes, when Brian Mitchell was here, we went seven and four. When Jake was here, we went eight and three that one season. That's great. But you know what? Now, how about we go better than seven and four and eight and three and then, you know, end up, let's go win the conference championship. Let's go try to sneak into a New Year's Day six bowl one day. That's, that's the paradigm shift we're going through right now as a fan base. So you're going to get growing pains with that. Don't, and the growing you, pains are going to. But, but don't, don't you know, Jerry? We're supposed to be okay with nine and three, because anything else, well, is, anything else is whining. We're whining. We're not even okay with nine here's, and three. Here's, damn loser, a loser. Here's the thing, but but it depends on the resources we have. With the resources we have right now, nine and three should be expected with what we have right now. Now that can change tomorrow if we get another coach and things get worse. That happens, but at the same time, you know, like I said in that man, I tell you what, segment, that's what I was getting back to when I talked about how. It's okay to embrace the past, but you can use the past to build on the future. We're at the point now, we're in a paradigm shift with our fan base. Regardless of how old you are, we're in a paradigm shift that, look, the old days were fun, but like you said, Josh, this is not, you know, the old school days at McNasty. Now it's time that, look, we haven't won a conference championship in 50 years. So that, that's our standard now. We're, we're trying to attain, attain a goal that we haven't accomplished in 50 years. 50 years. 1970 was the last time we won a conference championship. So what does that mean? That means we have to elevate our expectations to attain something we haven't achieved in that in a while. So that includes raising your standards because the standards where we've been for the past 50 years haven't been good enough to win a conference championship. Well, now we want to win a conference championship. And I understand we've been through the dark ages. I've seen the one in 10 seasons. I sat in the stadium when we lost to Sam Houston State. I get it. But those aren't... It's we're not there anymore. Now, playing Georgia State, we should be, like you said, Matt, we should expect to win these games. And I'm getting, I'm getting kind of hot right now thinking about this. But we need to change the paradigm of our expectations. And, Matt, you're absolutely right about that. But I think, I think the problem is, is that the fan base is kind of experiencing that right now where they're going through that phase. And some fans, not every fan, but some fans don't know what to think as far as our expectations. They're like, huh, is this good enough? We're obviously winning. But should we, should we uh, try to attain more? I don't know. Well, my opinion and your opinion and Josh, your opinion, yes, we should be doing Look, that. Man. Because guess what? We have the resources now. We've got, we're paying a coach $2 million a year, something we've never done before. Yes, with, with the investments we're putting into this program, yes, the expectations by default go up. And if some fans don't like that, I'm sorry. Guess what? They, they have. It's Look, just the way that it is. Look, it's they, have. they don't like it, shove it. It, it's no knock on Georgia State when I say this, but with the team that we have, do we should have won by two scores tonight? Absolutely, two scores. Vegas, Vegas thought so too. Vegas thought so too. We were twelve point favorites. Matt, do you have stats? Uh, what what stats are you looking for? I was just wondering about rushing yards, total yards, and oh uh, yeah, you, you want you want to talk about defense. that? One hundred and forty-one yeah, rushing yards for the Cajuns. Wow. What was total? Uh, 428. 
Levi threw for almost 300 yards. Yeah, it's incredible, really. Um, Georgia State had 307. We converted 60% of our third downs. Um, six penalties for 55 yards. And we had a... All of them crucial. We had a three-minute edge in time of possession. What? Uh, how many rushing yards for Georgia Southern? Uh, Georgia State, sorry. Uh, two oh nine. That that cannot happen at home. Everything that happened tonight cannot happen at home. Yeah, it was a tough scene. It really was. That that the this whole game cannot happen at home. Cannot happen in general. But it really can't happen at home. Um. But you know, like like we like we love to say, and we've said it probably one too many times so far this year. A win is a win. Well, look, I'm gonna go drink away my sorrows away at old legends. At least it's a W at the end of the day. Uh, we got to get ready for Troy, and that's all that matters now. Well, look, like I said, we're eight and one. We clinched the Western Division. We're in the championship game, but again. If you want to look, now the goal is to take care of business at Troy and take it one step closer so we can be playing this game on December 4th in Lafayette. I don't want to go to Coastal. I don't want to go to Boone. I want this game in Lafayette. And if you want that game in Lafayette December 4th, you got to play. I'm going to say it like this. You got to play better than the way you play tonight. Because if you play the way you did against the, in the next three games, the way you did tonight, we're going to be going on the road on December 4th. That is all. Well, the, the program needs this game in Lafayette. And that's about all I can say about that. We need the money. We need the exposure. We need all of it. So these are a couple of crucial games coming up for, honestly, the future of the program, not just the future of this football team. Yeah, and again, we're looking at the transition of a fan base right now on the way we think and the goals and the mindsets. And it's okay to go through the transitions, but look, our expectations now with the investments we put into this program, guess what? How much you pay your coach, the money you put into the stadium project, the APC, all of these facilities, the, the cost of attendance, that matters. That matters. Your expectations go up when that happens. And we're experiencing some growing pains right now. But you know what, guys? As much as we've been it tonight on the underperformance, we still won the game. We're 8-1. and one. I'm just, you know, it, it, it's crazy, man. It's bittersweet when you think about it. Um, but, look, we got nine days to get ready for Troy. And, um, you know, got to get, get better, man. Got to get better. Not going to be able to host the championship game in Lafayette if you don't get better. Cajuns improved to 8-1, and 6-0 and in the Sun Belt. Georgia State falls to 4-5. and five. For the fourth consecutive year under Billy Napier, Louisiana has won the Sun Belt West and will be playing in the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. Who we will be playing, where it will be played, we don't know. That's going to do it for this edition of Rage Interview Post Game. We will be back early next week. And we'll go behind enemy lines for the Troy Trojans. Give you everything you need to know before next Saturday's 2.30 kickoff on ESPN+. And, um... Next week, we will talk about some Louisiana Tech fans calling Rage and Review a disgrace. Have a good weekend, Cajun Nation.